Welcome to Leadership Network's Future Church Podcast, a podcast with groundbreaking ideas curated just for you. With the need for the gospel in our generation, we must not look for a silver bullet approach. We believe there are many expressions of the local church. Learn how today's thought leaders are navigating the future of the church, 21st century solutions to 21st century challenges. We help leaders get the clarity needed to move from good ideas and intentions to results and impact. For more information about Leadership Network's resources, to help you pursue healthy growth and 100x impact, visit leadnet.org. Well, welcome to the Leadership Network Future Church Podcast. In each podcast, we interview a grant winner from our recent Shark Tank. Now, these Shark Tanks are about new and innovative initiatives, and they talk about how they're finding new ways to share the gospel and make disciples. My name is Hal Mayer. And today I'm talking with Justin and Janae Clatt from Imagine Church. Hey, guys, how's life? Hey, hey good. It's going well. Well, tell us a little bit about you. You go. <laughs> well, um, we are in Arizona. We've been right. married for 17. We just celebrated 17 years. Well, and, well done. Yeah. So we're. It's been, it's been a good 17 years. Uh, we have two young girls. Well, getting into the teenage years, I should say. Oh. We have one that's almost 14 and one that just turned 10. So we, we have some some powerhouse ladies in, in, in our home. And um, that's a little bit about us on the family side. Yeah. We've been doing ministry for about, tw- well, combined 20, 17 years. Yeah, 21 years together. Yeah. Well, give me uh, an idea of what Imagine Church is about. Um, well, we started two years before COVID, about five years ago, um, completely online. Uh, there was there was multiple people across the country that, uh, as we were starting a church in Phoenix, Arizona, that said, hey, if you're going to start a church, maybe we should move to Phoenix to be a part of it. And over time, that led to, well, let's try to do some church over this new thing called Zoom, you know, five people, this 2017. Uh, let's try the Zoom stuff. And, and uh, eventually that led to what we do today, which is um, either local communities in people's living rooms or at community centers um or zoom communities uh, online communities where janae and i record our teachings our sermons we record and we actually put in discussion questions in the middle of our sermons so it's not just a talking head for 30 minutes on a screen but there's interaction in every teaching um, and then all of our communities watch that teaching together, and our worship team is a full-time traveling band that is in, you know, a different state and city every week. And uh, so it's a place for people who are um, either highly mobile out in RVs or truckers or flight attendants, you know, they're they're. isolated or distant because they're always on the road or people who are isolated or distant because 
they're in a nursing home and they can't make it to church on Sunday mornings or people who are homebound or, or, or have autoimmune diseases or MS or cancer, and they can't go to church on a Sunday morning. And so those are the, the two spectrums that is our mission field. People who just can't go to church because, or have a regular Sunday church community because they don't have a home base Right. Home base is too close to home and they can't make it. So uh, so that they could go to a neighbor's house or they could jump on the online services that meet all throughout the week. Very cool. So uh, tell us some things you're learning while you're doing this. I mean, you guys started probably pretty small and now you're scaling, whatever that looks like. Tell me what you're learning. Mm, that's a good question. Uh, I feel like we're learning new things uh, every day, of course. Um, but growing up in the church, I'll say this, this is one of the things I've learned along the way. Growing up in the church, I'm a pastor's kid, uh, have been in the church since the very beginning. Um, and have I love traditional church. I love traditional church model. I love brick and mortar. I mean, this is it's been home to me for almost you know, 39 years. And so, um, did you, did you just tell your age? I did. Uh, I did. I, you know, I'm not ashamed. um, Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm hitting that 40 mark. So why not just own it? Right. (laughs) There you go. There you go. (laughs) Um, no. Yeah. So when, when we started imagine the intention originally was like to say, okay, God, what's our mission field. And as he started to reveal, that it was not necessarily in a traditional church model. Um, I think for me, the things that we've learned uh, is that God's opened our eyes to mission fields that I didn't actually pay attention to for the first (laughs) 34 years of my life. I really didn't see uh, a need for the people who didn't go to traditional church. I just thought, yeah, that's what the church is and that's what we do. And um if it's important enough to you, you'll figure out how to make it there. Well, and yeah, that's part of it, but also just that that's just the model that I've always known, you know? And so I think for me, I've just learned uh, that ministry is so much more creative and innovative. And the way that God wants to reach people is go exactly where they are and how they need to receive the gospel. And God's going to meet people right where they're at. Um, and so we just get to be a part of that and be willing to try new things with him. So, okay, so you say you do a brick and mortar worship service as well, correct? N- no, we do not. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. We, we do have a property. She, Janae was just referring to growing up in brick. Okay. That I love it. She I loves think. it. So we didn't start imagine in an innovative way to buck the system. Yeah, we weren't against it. Oh, well, we're against traditional church. It's just God just started showing us people who could not or did not have a way to make it to a brick-and-mortar church on Sunday morning. You know, I I love you saying that because one of the things I've noticed, and I planted a church, and I've been working with church planters for years, is there can be a tendency (laughs) uh, when you're starting something to say what was done before was wrong right. or is broken. And I, I think those are unnecessary judgments. Yeah. It takes more ways to catch more people if we're going to reach them. So every type of hook, if you want to use that metaphor, you drop in the water, 
we're for it if it's working, right? There's no silver bullet. There's no one way that's going to reach everybody. And that takes us totally out of that whole comparison market because you're doing something different. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So tell me about your online groups. Tell me about one of them. Just tell me what's going on there. Um, well, one of the, one of my favorite things is when I get to see families go to church together that are from all over the country, all over the country or other countries. Um, and so our, in our Thursday community, uh, the community builder, each each of our communities throughout the whole week has a community builder and an assistant community builder that I've trained. And so uh, this one particular community builder on Thursdays is uh, she, uh, is like 75 years old and a mom. And she's the one that shares her screen and hosts the call and talk, you know, leads through the discussion times. And she lives, you know, most of the time in Chicago, but she has a house in Missouri. And so it doesn't matter which house she's at. She still has the same church community. And then her son lives in a different suburb of Chicago. And then her daughter is a flight attendant and lives sometimes in Florida and sometimes in, in Pennsylvania. But as a family, they get to go to church together, a mom and her son and her daughter. And as a flight attendant, her daughter sometimes has come to church from South Korea, the Virgin Islands, Mexico, Canada, Las Vegas, New York, like wherever she's laid over, she still gets to go to church with her mom and her brother every single week and have community. And uh, in one, in that same community, we have a guy who has MS and has basically not been able to get out of his bed for 15 years. Wow. And so for, for 12 of those 15 years, he said, I, I didn't have church. I didn't have community. But now these last like three years that he's been with us, he sees the same faces every single Thursday and gets to have church and community with the same people and people care and pray for him. And, and it's, 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 a, it's so fun to see that type of stuff happen that just couldn't happen in traditional church. So what's the typical size of one of your communities? Oh, okay. Oh, no, I was just going to say, we intentionally keep them around 10 max. Okay. Um, especially if the, the, the local communities, like we have one that meets in a community center that we own in a small rural town. Um, that one is, is larger, of course, because you're in a building together. Um, that one has about 15 to 20 because the town is about 1200 people. So it's a very tiny little town. Um, but the online communities, so the zoom communities, uh, we keep them at about 10 people or maximum like 10 boxes, because when we have our community time questions, um, we really want people to be able to see each other face to face and not have to scroll through or, um, we want it to feel like, um, you're sitting in a living room together. It's just a digital living room. So we keep them small. And so how many of those groups do you have, do you know? Yeah, uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday night, uh, not Tuesday. We moved Tuesday to Wednesday. So Wednesday day, Wednesday night, Thursday day, Thursday night. Seven. So, so yeah, seven. seven. Okay, very good. So we're about anywhere from probably on average about 100 
75 to 100 to 115 on a, on a weekly basis. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's, a, it's a slow, I mean, we started with the four of us in Arizona. Sure. Yeah. And it, it's a slow process and a slow growth model. It really is. And that's something we've learned. You asked the question, how, what have you learned? Um, this model of church uh, is slow growth. It is one-on-one yeah. um, intentional invitation. We don't do a lot of social media. We or, don't, or really any. Well, we don't do any. Niche. That's true. We don't do. Uh, we don't do a lot of. Um, I should say online promotion because it isn't. It isn't a stop by and visit type of church because you're coming to a community because somebody invited you, and so that that growth is just slower, um, and it takes bravery for the people to step out and invite. You know, and we don't put our sermons. Like we don't publicize our recording sermons, like so you can watch online. We don't count views because honestly, to us, the view isn't important. It's the dialogue. So, okay. if, so if there's ten people in a community that are having actual conversation centered around biblical truth, that's ten people that we count. We don't really say, "Hey, go watch our sermons online and count those," because um, we want people to have face to face interaction, not just viewing the content. Yeah, when people in our church miss church, miss their community, I don't just say, oh, okay, well, cool, just go watch it on the website. I go find a different community that week and jump in and still have community, even if you have to miss your particular community. Okay. Because because church isn't a sermon. Church is community. Church is community discipleship and encouraging each other and praying for each other. And the sermon is just to help. It's a part of it. It's just to help further the conversation in what you're doing in your community. If you're like most leaders, no one ever actually taught you how to lead a church. Even if you ace seminary, there are so many unanswered questions and problems that no one equipped you for. It's time to take the mystery out of leading your church forward. The Art of Leadership Academy is an online learning community created by Carrie Newhoff. Inside, you'll find a host of premium on-demand courses and the strategies and insights you need to lead and grow your church. Plus, the Art of Leadership Academy offers community hosted by qualified experts and peer-to-peer learning and you'll get live monthly coaching and done-for-you staff training, all for $397 a year. That's it. No catch. Think of it as the best investment in leadership development you'll make all year. Go to theartofleadershipacademy.com to sign up. That's theartofleadershipacademy.com to learn more and to get instant access. You do training for people that are going to be a, a a group leader there for you, right? Yes. What does that entail? Um, that entails, basically, there's probably 12 or so of our teachings and sermons that we say are like our core ones, you know, about uh-huh. the vision of our church and the mission of our church and the culture of our church and stuff like that. So um, they watch those 12 
teachings and take some notes and ask us questions. And then we have like, um, like three meetings throughout those 12. Yeah. Like we'll have like three meetings throughout those 12. So they can say, Hey, you said this. And I don't know if I agree with that. Tell me more. Okay. <laughs> let's talk about it. Or, Oh, I really loved when you said this in that sermon or whatever. And so that after watching these 12 sermons, then they go, Oh, yeah. Okay. I really know what this church is about. I really know what the mission and all that stuff. Um, and then there's, uh, three sections or three parts of a written out training of what this looks like and our core values and, you know, our, our doctrine of faith and, you know, the scriptures that we, we believe this about Jesus and this about the Holy Spirit and this about the death and resurrection of Jesus, you know, um, so they just sort of read through all that stuff and same thing, write down questions and write down concerns or write down things that they like. And then we just talk through all that and, and, uh, train. And the other part of the training is, is they have to be a part of a community for a minimum of three months. Um, and then there is a recommendation process of the current community builder that we talk with and say, hey, this person has expressed interest of starting their own community or branching out, multiplying. And so we have dialogue with our current community builders. And then there's a process of training like we talked about. So it really boils down to about three months of training and then um, we launch them out and then we ask them to find an immediate assistant community builder so that there's partnership there and they're not um, alone. And then that helps if there's, you know, it just helps cover people on from a week to week basis. So those are some of the steps. And then there's a six month follow-up at the end of that, where we say, and we're constantly checking in with all of our community builders every week. So there's, continual conversation and they fill out a community builder report. So we know how it's going every week and all that kind of stuff. So it's consistent um, interaction. So let's say I show up at your group. It starts at seven o'clock and it's online. Mm -hmm. Tell me what it looks like. What's the, what's the scheduling look like the process you're going to go through? Yeah. Um, So when you first come in, if you're on the zoom call, you first come in, you might be um, in what we call our zoom waiting room. And it says like, welcome to imagine. And then our community builder will let you in. Um, And the first 10 to 15 minutes are just like you would consider like a church lobby, like hangout conversation. How's it going? Checking in on, you know, like, Hey, how'd your kid's soccer game go last week? And just the normal, typical, dialogue you have at the beginning of service. Um, Then our community builder gets, gets the service started and they share their screen and they pull up the pre-recorded service um, or the message I would say um, for the week that everybody's watched. So it's the same message all week long. Um, They pull it up, they share their screen and it's, we do updates first. So our announcements, like we welcome, it's usually Justin, he's great at it. And he welcomes everybody and sort of say, hey, here's what's happening. Welcome to Imagine Church. And then we dive into our message. Our message um, is anywhere, usually about 20 to 30 minutes total. But like Justin said at the beginning, within that is what we call community time questions. So we'll teach for about five to seven minutes, get to like the first point and then stop our message, throw up a question and say, discuss this in your group, ready, set. Love it. Yeah. And then they have, you know, we put a countdown clock up there. The, the graphics have the question. Um, and then that's the time where the community builder builder really facilitates 
those dialogues. They don't pre-watch the message. So they're learning the conversation on the spot as well. Um, They discuss it. Maybe it's reading a scripture uh, later on in the message. It might be reflective prayer time or journaling or praying with one another. And then we get through the message and we end the service on worship. Um, It's a really neat way to bring everything together and just in surrender sort of conclude the 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 time together and then the community builder will wrap it up they'll dialogue say we'll see you next week and they sign off so it lasts about how long about an hour well, well the an, message is an hour I, I, an hour and a half about an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes total okay. the video recorded right. part with the worship the teaching and the and the updates is one hour. Yeah. And then the beforehand and the after talking. We've found along the way, I, again, grew up growing in the church. We did the one hour service, right? You like get uh-huh. in, you do your service and you get, but on the Zoom, especially on digital, we've learned that people, you have to actually be a little bit more intentional in building personal relationships. So the beforehand, the lobby time before and after we we show the recorded message is so critical to keeping that sense of community up and people really love it they don't they're not in a rush to get off the the zoom call they they want to talk they want to pray oftentimes community builders will take prayer requests every week they'll follow up with each other and there's this sense of um really knowing the person and and the situation in which they're 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 living in um outside of the sermon altogether Okay, very cool. So, what's some of the biggest challenges you're facing? I think I think the biggest the biggest challenge is once people are established in their communities, then there's comfortability there because they have community. And so when the challenge comes to, hey guys, let's multiply yeah. And start new communities so that we can reach more people. Yeah. It's like, uh, I don't want to leave my community to go start another community because then I'm going to lose community. And so I I think that's really hard because there's multiple people around our church that I would that I would be like you would be an amazing community builder. And we have lots of time slots all this <laughs> the, these weeks that you could start a community on, on Wednesday nights and call your mom and call your grandma and call whoever and say, hey, come to church with me on Wednesday nights at this time. But it's really hard to leave your community to yeah. start a new one when community is so good. And so... That is a hard one because I want to see things multiply and see people grow and see people step into leadership. And uh, it's harder to multiply than I thought in the beginning. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a challenge in all small groups because we say it's about community and then they get in there, this great community. And then we say, okay, now start a new community. Yeah, uh, totally. Yeah. 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 Are you trying to, is there anything you're trying to do that facilitates that or works on that? Or is this something you're still trying to solve? One of the things we we're, we're trying, I would say it's still in process. I don't know if there's any data that says it's working yet. Um, But one of the things we're trying is to encourage, like, let's say if we launch someone out as a new community builder to say, you don't, that you're not forced to leave your old community. So there's this sense of overlap, like, Hey, launch something out, get 
find some friends, try something new on a different day, but stay involved in your current community for the next three months. Like don't, don't just cut and run. This isn't, we're not trying to kick you out. Um, We're, we're hoping as we continue to do that, that that's going to um, create a a safety net. So people don't feel like they're just completely um, off to their own community. Um, Yeah. So we've tried that a little bit. That's been helpful. Um, The other thing that we've, as a part of our culture and our DNA is that we uh, celebrate bravery and we we really choose to redefine success as bravery. So bravery is just, I mean, if you start a community and it, you go for three months and you're like, I'm not great at this. this there's only one person. This is hard. It didn't really work. It's still a success because yeah. you stepped yep. out in bravery. And so in that sense of cultivating that culture, there really is no way to fail when you're launching a community because you've stepped out and invited a friend or you've started meeting in your living room and maybe it only lasted for six months, but that doesn't matter. That was bravery. That was obedience to God. And uh, we call that a win. So that helps cultivate uh, risk takers, Yeah, which is what we hope. Um, give me a story of life change out of one of your groups. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Um, one of them, okay, you think of a specific okay. story of life change, like a person. But I, I want to talk about a, a, a community real fast. A year ago, um, there was one church in this tiny town. And this one church had to close down. So now this tiny town, and it's actually a Mormon town, and not exaggerating, out of out of twelve to fifteen hundred people in this town, ninety percent are Mormon. And there's a Mormon church and the school, and then that's it. There's no like tiny little Baptist church or tiny little anything in this town. There was one church and it closed down a year and a half ago. And we were given that property. And so over the last year, then we came in and said, we're going to start an Imagine Community Center. This isn't going to be a Christian church that's against the town. This is going to be a community center that's for the town. And we're going to happen to have an imagined community that meets in here, but it's a community center. And so it has been really cool to see life change and community change with people in that town. And I would say, I would say for, for 25 years, The Mormons in the town really did see that Christian church as the church that's against the rest of us. And now there's birthday parties happening in the community center and the the Joseph City uh, Chamber of Commerce meets in our community center. And um, there's been we we rent to a Karate karate studio and. Now there's about 15 people there every Sunday morning that do um, an Imagine community together every Sunday morning. And some of those people have gone from being very, very distant. And can we trust these Justin and Janae people and, and coming into our town and what are they doing to 
being there every week and tithing and loving us. And then when we went, when we went and visited a couple weeks ago, it was so amazing. And they love to see us and we love to see them and, and community is happening. And so it's just this whole life change for this whole, I mean, the a year ago, these 15 people didn't have a church and they had to drive uh, 30 minutes one way or 45 minutes one way to the other towns just to find some kind of church or community. And now they have it in their town. And so it's been really cool to just see that. Good. Thanks. Today, you got something for us? Um, I'll just say in the last like six months, we've had um, some really exciting stories of uh, rededication and then baptisms. Oh, yeah. Um, there's been some really neat. And then, you know, the, the question poses itself. How do you do baptisms in a digital church? Right. What that looks like. And just the stories of of people and discipleship with one like from our community builders to our the people in our communities, like we've had community builders fly out to meet um, people for the very first time and baptize them in their, you know, home bathtubs and their pools. And uh, we had one um, lady in our church who wanted to be baptized. Nobody could get out to visit her. She was across the country. And she was like, can I have my husband who actually I don't even know if he really believes in Jesus, but could he at least just dunk me, my community, pray for me on Zoom and I'll be in the, like, just do it in my bathtub and we'll get, we'll be baptized over Zoom. And we said, absolutely. The presence of God is everywhere. This is not limited to um, one building in one space. And so just those kind of stories of people who are, who have really never walked in deep relationship with the Lord and transformation is happening. And then for us, the life change of a community builder who is saying, this is so important to see people in right relationship with Jesus. I'm going to use my own money and I'm going to fly across the country because I want to baptize my friend who's been in community. So those there's like both sides of the the, the transformation there. And yeah. it's, it's been really neat to see. That's cool. So if people want to know more about Imagine Church, how do they find you guys? Uh, our website is imagine.church. And then our app is in the app stores, Imagine Church. It's yeah. just there. Imagine.church has all the information of who we are, but also where you can find your communities. So you can say, I want to go to community and go to church. And you can just click the link right there at the right time and hop on and uh, be a part. That's so cool. Anything I haven't asked you that you'd like to talk about? No, these have been great questions. Yeah, these are really good questions. Love it. Good, no. guys. Thanks so much for what you're doing for the kingdom. Thank you. Let me pray for you. Can I do that? Yeah, yes, please. please. Hey, God, thanks for these world changers and the community builders that are working with them. I pray you'd use them in the days ahead to reach people who don't know you, to disciple people who do know you, and to begin to reach out into communities. Thank you for their courage and stepping out in a different way at a different time, especially now. But Lord, at the end of the day, because of their bravery and that step of faith, you, you honor that. So we thank you. I pray you give them strength and courage and uh, bless the girls. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, guys. Amen. Take care.